0: Hello there and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. This Tuesday broadcast, Halloween, the eve of All Saints Day, I am Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani and we have our wonderful show team in place, Matt, Ace and Jeff. And once a month we call this unscripted where we don't have a topic in mind, we just really want you to bring up whatever you would like to talk about. Almost anything goes at 833-288-EWTN, 833 Two eight eight three nine eight six.
1: Phone lines are already lighting up, so that's wonderful. 833-288-3986. You can visit a past topic. And Jerry, I love that when our folks uh, revisit something that we've spoken about in the past. Mm-hmm. You can suggest future topics for the new year. That's right. We're going to be turning the page. Of, oh, it's coming up very quickly. Um, and we're going to be hit, hitting a new year, 2024. So if you've got some topics you'd like us to address, now's the time during unscripted to bring them up bring them up or jerry i always I'm interested in these uh, phone calls that come into Makabinsky, those of, you know, something that's weighing on our Take-Two families' hearts or minds or something about uh, the church or something like that. Um, We we pretty much can address anything, almost anything, so um, keep it reasonable. But uh, Jerry, yesterday on Take-Two, I felt like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, where I opened the door and behind the door was... Was Adam Bly, religious demonologist, and mm-hmm. he came on the show, and he was he was giving us a, a really quick um, uh, understanding of Halloween, the origins of Halloween, in the modern day version. And today on unscripted, I feel like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood again. <laughs> I believe we have somebody in the neighborhood behind that door that I'd love to um, introduce who's popping in to take two. He's a friend of the show. Uh, He loves the show. Well, he tells us he loves the show. I hope he loves the show. Um, And he's got a new... um, new project um, and a concert and all sorts of things that are coming out for Christmas, because Christmas is right around the corner. So behind that Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood Door is the one, the only, the world over host, Raymond Arroyo. Raymond, welcome to Take Two.
2: (laughs) Hey, Jerry and Debbie. I've had many introductions behind Mr. Rogers' door. Was not one of them. So well, it, this is a, a new, a new experience
0: for me. You can chalk that off your bucket list now, Raymond. Uh, it's, I, I just <laughs> checked
2: it off. Thank you, Jerry.
1: Oh, my goodness. So I am holding the CD in my hand, uh, Christmas Merry and Bright, Raymond Arroyo's Jazz Christmas CD. I'm holding it up for the um, for our social media group that's going strong. I love it. Um, and, Raymond, this is our unscripted show, so we you can bring anything to um, the table for us to discuss. Oh, how, how did you start this? Why did you start this? Now you're on a concert tour? Wow, Raymond. I know.
2: You know, you know, it, uh, it's like Mother Angelica used to say: when 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 God opens a door, don't question it; run through it. If it's not for you, it'll close firmly. Uh, and and these keep opening. So look, this is really the fruit of many years. Those who know my Christmas special on the world over know. Over the years, I've sung with Johnny Mathis and um, Andy Williams, and some incredible, you know, folks, the voices of Christmas that I love. And a record producer approached me and said would you do a Christmas album? And I initially said, I'm not so sure I want to do that. Just because I know the work involved. I mean, it's a lot of work. But uh, I thought about it, uh, prayed about it, hadn't sung really in 25 years professionally anyway. So I went back into training. I was a very good boy. You know, I hit the bag and did my, uh, you know, did my my scales every day, Um, got back into uh, fighting form. And we got together a big band, 20 Pieces, uh, original arrangements. Kevin Koska, who did uh, all the arrangements for The Greatest Showman, uh, The Dark Knight, The Passion of the Christ, these incredible movies, Jungle Book. He did our arrangements, did 12. And the the, the only reason I decided to do this, one, the audience has been asking for this for a long time. What, you know, would you do a CD? Why don't you do a CD? So I said, okay, let's do this. Um, but I thought, what original can we bring to Christmas? And the Christmas Canon of music, so I went back and dug into these carols, the origins of these Christmas songs we love, um, beloved carols um, you know songs that are that are sort of float up float up every season and what I discovered is we have very huge misunderstandings about what these songs are, how they were originally written, and the intention of them so the orchestrations in my performance were intended to sort of correct the record, if you will, and to put these songs in their proper context. So um, it was it was really kind of a fun musical journey for me, and the band is incredible. So I have been so delighted, overwhelmed, really, by the response. I mean, we've been on Billboard's charts since it premiered. It's It's been Amazon's number one jazz vocal album. Uh, it premiered on the billboard holiday charts the jazz charts which is incredible um so it's i've loved that people have embraced it and uh had fun with it and it's a it's a wonderful way not only to i think re-explore these emotions and songs of christmas that we take for granted but to delve deeper into the reason we celebrate and there are a lot of beautiful um you know religious songs that we've sort of revived here and um so it's not only Big Bam Jazz. There's some tender moments too. <laughs>
0: We're talking for a couple of moments here with Raymond Arroyo on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We have an unscripted program today, so anything you would like to bring to the table, almost anything goes. Anything happening in your life, your family, uh, the church, the world, the culture, um, society at large, maybe questions about faith, prayer life, spirituality, anything you would like to bring up here on the program, get a hold of Matt Gabensky first at 833 Two eight eight E W T N eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. We'll have Raymond with us for a few more minutes here. We got about a minute before the uh, the break, Raymond. But do you have a do you have a favorite out of all these songs? I'm looking at the, the selections you have on the album right now. Do you have a favorite out of all of those?
2: Oh my gosh, I, I love I love the Jingle Bells. I love the Feliz Navidad I did with Jose Feliciano, who did a new version, and he's coming on the road with me. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing five dates in Phoenix, Dallas. Tampa, uh, Cleveland, and Nashville at the Ryman Auditorium. If people go to RaymondArroyoChristmas.com, all the information is there, and a preview of the album. But um, a Hark the Herald Angels thing is one of my favorites here, too. Mm. A beautiful, beautiful arrangement. A lot of fun. And awesome. I
3: hope it lifts people's
2: um, family celebrations at Christmas.
0: Yeah. Hang on, just we'll have Raymond with us for another minute or two here, and then we'll get to your calls on Unscripted. What do you want to talk about today? We don't have a topic you better bring one, 833 3986
1: This is our unscripted show for the last day of October, All Hallows' Eve. And uh, you can bring anything to the discussion uh, well almost anything uh, for take two. So take two family, let's go. We still have a couple open phone lines. It's it's surprising, but so that means that you need to jump on those phone lines because Matt Gabinski is waiting to answer the call at 833-288-3986. And before we get back to our, our real fun, spontaneous discussion with Raymond Arroyo, Um, because of his uh, uh, wonderful CD, Merry and Bright, his Christmas CD. I just wanted to share, Jerry, uh, with our Take Two family, um, the month of the Holy Souls for November. November is the month of all souls, and we pray for the souls of all the faithful departed in purgatory. Many of the saints speak of our prayers for the dead as being something they really need and can benefit from. Traditionally, "'Tradition says, though the dead in purgatory "'can pray for us, they cannot pray for themselves, "'and they very much need our prayers. "'Throughout this month of November "'and throughout our lives, we owe the deceased our prayers.'" Join in this devotion to all souls with books for children and adults, a crucifix, prayer cards, and DVDs. This is all available at EWTNRC.com. So please, let's remember praying for the souls in purgatory. Okay, so I tried to, uh, folks in the, on our social media group, I tried to hold up the CD uh, a jacket case. There it is right there. And yes, you are right. We all kind of agree on the social media that on the cover, Raymond, um, you kind of of resemble a uh, little bit, little bit of Frank Sinatra. So can you tell us about well, that? Was that on purpose? Well, uh,
2: yeah, that, that's old brown eyes, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, I love Sinatra. And so there is a little bit of an homage with the hat to Frank and it's Christmas, so people wear hats in the cold. But um, it was a bit of an homage to him. I love Sinatra. Saw him 30 times in concert. But this is not a tribute album or anything like that. There's one song where I tribute all my favorite voices. Christmas, Nat King Cole and Bing Crosby and Sinatra, that's there. But the rest of the album is really a fresh take on Christmas, but it feels like a classic album, like it's been around a long time. I keep getting that from people. Um, And I I hope it brings new life. You know, Christ, the, the, the God as man crashing into our existence is such an incredible, wondrous, awesome thing. And I think musically, we've sapped all of that excitement from Christmas and the Christmas music. So I wanted to bring that back particularly to these classic songs like the Heart," the Herald Angels Sing and the First Noel and uh, We Magi. I don't call it We Three Kings. We Magi. And uh, for those of you who know my Magi Wiseman book know why. Um, But we get into all of that. The liner notes alone, alone will fascinate you. It certainly fascinated me when I discovered the backstory of so many of these songs. And look, To sit with Jose Feliciano, it's the first time he's done a new version of Feliz Navidad. He wrote that song, by the way, under duress, in 10 minutes. And he was thinking of his brothers in Puerto Rico, celebrating on the shoreline as Christmas came, singing carols together. So we do a very gentle, bossa nova, fun version of uh, Feliz Navidad that people have liked. So Mm -hmm. you can check it out online, uh, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your music, Apple Music. Or uh, the CDs on Amazon. As I said, it's the best-selling jazz CD there have been for weeks. Uh, and come see us on the road. Jose Feliciano is joining me on, uh, in Dallas and, uh, and in, in um, Nashville at the beautiful Ryman Auditorium. Frankie Avalon is joining me in Cleveland, Ohio. And then I'm in Tampa and uh, in Phoenix. We start off November 25th in Phoenix. RaymondArroyoChristmas.com everything is there at RaymondArroyoChristmas.com and a fun trailer and oh you can you could spend half a day just on that (laughs) site Mm -hmm.
0: awesome Raymond thank you so much for spending this time with us we hope that the concerts go very very well undoubtedly they will and we want to encourage all of you to get a hold of Raymond Arroyo's Christmas Merry and Bright CD it's also available at EWTNRC.com and again the website to find out all about this project is RaymondArroyoChristmas.com Raymond thank you so much best of luck My friend,
2: Jerry and Debbie, and I know it's not even Old Thanksgiving, but Merry Christmas!
0: Thank
4: (laughs)
1: you very much. Thanks, Raymond. Take care. That was a great treat uh, yeah. to have Raymond Arroyo join us on Unscripted. At the, um, so he is coming to Phoenix, and uh, Marty and I are planning on attending the concert, so um, I'm excited about that. It should be fun. And yes, my husband loves, everybody knows my husband loves Frank, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, so he, I'm sure he's going to love this jazz um, concert. Okay, so Raymond just freed up a, a phone line there, and that's for you for Unscripted, 833 288 3986 That's the number to call. And Colleen was up first in Toledo, Ohio on our friends at Annunciation Radio. Hi, Colleen. Welcome. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Colleen. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I called, oh, maybe a month
5: or two ago about my daughter, Madonna, trying to find a house and everything. Well, she has a house. She closed on it. She's setting up housekeeping, and
6: um, you said to let you know, so I'm letting you know. And then it looks like the sale of my house is going forward, so all is good. God
1: is good. All the time. All the time. (laughs) All the time. Oh, Colleen, what a beautiful praise report. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell your daughter many blessings, many wonderful years in her new home. Wow, Jerry,
0: Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, thank you, Colleen, for the update on that. Anything else you wanted to add to that before we let you go?
1: Um, I've been praying the
6: rosary every day in October, um, you know, for life and for the wars. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just such bad news all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah well your prayers are helping Colleen and, and the prayers of many many people prayer is so powerful and God is moved by prayers and of course by emotion it sounds like you might have been tearing up a little bit there too and God is going to look at your precious heart Colleen and the precious hearts of so many other people who are beseeching heaven for blessings and graces and, and God to intervene in many of the things that are going on around the world so thank you Colleen thanks for again for letting us know about your daughter getting the house that is fantastic 833-288 Eight three nine eight six. Whatever you would like to talk about today, it's unscripted. And Jamie is in Lafayette, Louisiana, listening on Christ Our King Radio. Hi, Jamie. Hi. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you. I just wanted to call today, and I was listening to this unscripted, and I just wanted to bring me back to um, blessings and gratitude, and not getting caught up in all the craziness that surrounds us and the sadness of happenings in the world and in our cities and things that are out of our control, but that we can keep praying for and, um, just the blessings of our family and, um, our health and our jobs and just the little things and not taking them for granted. Um, my spouse is on vacation this week, so we're having some downtime and just one-on-one time and not rushing and just getting to enjoy each other's company and, um, this weekend we went and see an aunt and celebrated her 90th birthday, and just it brings things into perspective. And if we could all live to be 90 and witnessing her work in her iPhone and, uh, you know, brought back a lot of memories when we were there as young kids and during the summertime. But uh, just perspective of blessings and family and gratitude today.
0: Wow. Mm. No you 're a great reminder, Jamie, to all of us, and um, so many of the blessings that we have from god we can we can we appreciate them you know we we enter into those relationships and those experiences and those events but Sometimes we forget to have that glance upward toward God, who is the one who gives us all of these great blessings and, and, and gifts. So you've reminded all of us, Jamie, once again, how we need to be mindful of all the good things that God gives us, especially those that may go uh, you know, unnoticed by us or unthanked, because I know I'll speak only for myself, but I know I've probably received countless blessings in my life that I didn't really consciously thank God for. So you've been a great reminder of that. Debbie, I don't know if you want to add anything to what uh,
1: Jamie was talking about. You know, as you were speaking, Jamie, what this world situation has done for me is it's reminded me on a regular basis, moment to moment, that we must live in the moment, be grateful for the moment, not be thinking too far ahead. Certainly don't go backwards because that's not going to give us any type of... um, you know, peace and joy, and to stay in a good, into in a state of grace, get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace. And I've said this, you know, multiple times uh, throughout the past couple months, like my brother says from Texas, uh, ride this out in, with love, joy, and peace. And I think it's just a healthy reminder. It rem- uh, and we can all benefit, I think, from that because Jerry and I are in, the, in life coaching ministry and we hear it from clients all the time. They're either, they spend the majority of their life in the past with regrets and shame or they're worrying about the future. So this is, a, for me, it's a great reminder, just like you were saying, to just be grateful for what we have right in front of us. What do you think?
5: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more because I think it's the easy trap we um, sometimes can being out in into the past, or worry with anxiety into the future, and just um, being in the moment. And um, you know, mm-hmm. as we start our days in our daily prayer and our rosaries, of just giving it all to Him, and um, and um, being grateful for what surrounds us every day. But just um, He, He has a plan for each of us, and. Right. You know, I'll start my day with that and trust this plan for each of us and everyone in our family. And um, definitely, it's just. um not getting too caught up in the whirlwind that's going on around us. Right. Right.
1: And you know and you know one more thing I just want to say, you know, tomorrow's all Saints Day and those are the those are the holy men and women of God that have made it, right? They're in the beatific vision. So they can help us. They are they they support us. They intercede. They they're cheerleaders for us. They want us to get to heaven. And then we've got um you know, uh, people in purgatory. Souls in purgatory that are waiting to to you know, really uh, be able to cl- uh, clean up and and get away from them. You know all the things that they were attached to, like unforgiveness and hardness of heart, and all sorts of things that they were attached to. It so much here on earth that they took it with them um, into right into purgatory, and now they need that time to really purge all that, so that they can clean up and be in the beatific vision. And we can pray for them. So. I just, I think this time that we have, I know it can be very depressing because when you look at the headlines and you look at the news, it is depressing. But maybe we should just be thinking of of it like this. Let's do our purgatory here. I mean, everyone who writes books like Carlo Broussard and everybody else who's writing books on purgatory are saying that you know, one one moment in purgatory is way worse than any day here on earth. So let's use this time to purge all that. And and this is a, a great preparation time so that hopefully we can bypass, like blessed Carlo Acuti says, we can bypass purgatory and go straight to heaven. What do you say, Jamie? That was a little bit of my my religious Mm -hmm. education soapbox here.
5: Oh, that's awesome. I think I have heard of that book, and um, I agree with you, and I think it's um, something as as us humans to work on um, ourselves here on Earth, of the hurts of our heart, and not to carry that with us through purgatory and onward. And um, I think that's a great point. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: No, you're welcome. Yeah, I agree. It was a great point, Jamie. Thank you so much for the call. And... uh, Thank, please join, join us again here anytime on the program. It is 833-288-3986. Once a month here on Take Two. It's always your show, but it's the most your show today when we do our monthly unscripted around or on the end of the month, and that's what we're doing today. So if you have an issue, a topic uh, you'd like to discuss today with us, bring something to our attention maybe, you can get on the program now and get that open line there at 833 833- And we will go to the Toledo, Ohio area. Welcome, Juri, to the program. Hi, Juri, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for coming. Mm
6: -hmm. I'm not used to talking on on the radio, actually. But I have an issue, as Mm -hmm. your gentleman, you know, that I talked to before, told you, I'm sure. The issue is, number one, I was a Lutheran. Until I got married, and uh, to help the family out years ago, you know, you just turned Catholic, and that's no problem. I respect all religions. Okay, that's the way I was brought up. So anyways, I love the Catholic Church. But, okay, now I'm not against Biden Biden, or President, not at all. But, I mean, okay, well, the thing is, a couple years ago, our Pope said he was a good man. Now, I'm not saying he's not a good man. only God can judge that. But the Catholic Church does not believe in abortion, okay? And I, as a Catholic, did not really appreciate the fact that our Pope said he was a good man because you break it. our Pope actually broke the rules then. I feel, okay? Um, so, okay, and like I said, I love the Catholic church, but it really has been bothering me for a couple years because here we are breaking a rule, and especially our main person, you know, that we're supposed to follow the rules. Of course, we all don't. That's okay. We're not perfect. Only Jesus and God is perfect. But, and then supposedly, now the gentleman that I talked to before I got on the radio, supposedly our vice president went to communion, and the priest of this part, this gentleman didn't even understand. No. But anyway, supposedly she was not offered communion because of you are a pro-choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Catholic church says no abortion. Okay. So anyways, so then he gets in trouble because he doesn't serve her. I don't get it. I mean, I really felt back like going back to my Lutheran religion, not that religions are always just things going on in all religions. Believe me. But I want to follow the rules as much as I can. And, To me, that was just a slap in the face. I'm sorry. And my girlfriend, it really bothered her that I felt that way a couple years ago. She goes, three of all people, we just talked this weekend, that didn't, you know, that felt the way you felt because of that. Because she knows I've always been a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I hope I made
1: sense. Oh yeah, you did it beautifully. When we've and and we have discussed this before, so you know what you're bringing up. I think um, so many of us share the same frustration with mixed uh, messages going out there into the world. But you hear the music. Can you hold on, please hold on? So let's address this properly and give us some ample time uh, to maybe give, bring you some peace today. And we want that. So hang on. This is our unscripted show on take two jerry and debbie you can join the conversation 833-288-3986 we're so glad you're with us on our uh, unscripted show for october the the last day of october all Hallows eve um and this is where you bring the topics to the table and jerry is um really bringing up a um a, Concern and a frustration that I think we, at, at, on some levels, we've all encountered. And so, Jerry, if it's okay with you, I'm going to put my catechist hat back on and, and simply um, address this um, and answer your concerns like this. You obviously have a love for the Catholic faith. You obviously want to live out your Catholic faith. So, stick with the teachings of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is crystal clear. On abortion, euthanasia, um, same-sex unions—it um, goes on and on. like uh, The crystal clear on on many teachings of the faith. And when somebody says and makes a comment or a judgment about a person's personality or a character, whether that's a public official or a friend or somebody in in Hollywood, even because Hollywood people have visited, um, you know, folks in the in the church, high up in the church, and people have made comments like, oh, he's a nice person, or he's a good person. It doesn't mean they're a, they're a holy person. It does not mean that. And the holiness factor is decided by God alone, okay? And if they're doing things that are outside, or they're speaking and they're causing scandal publicly— you're, you're spot on about things that, that um, our shepherds of the church should uh, step up and correct them. Now, a lot of times they do it privately. They correct them privately. And some of our, our leaders of the church have done it publicly. But it's, it's, it's also part of the human element and the human um, condition of, of expressing a feeling it, that doesn't mean that that's where God stands, and that doesn't mean that that and that's how our church stands with the teaching. So, I've I've always conducted my Catholic uh, belief and and my, how I live out my Catholic faith is I stick with the Catechism, I stick with the teachings of the Church, I follow that, and you know yes we're going to have people that are going to say some things that we kind of scratch our head and we go where did that come from that doesn't even make sense but we don't know exactly what, what in the fuller context of it is, and we don't even know what they were trying to really, really say. Maybe they were just trying to take the temperature down a bit. Who knows? But I can tell you that the, that the, church, the church teaching on, on key issues, very important issues, um, are clear, crystal clear. And, and as, a, as a true, authentic Catholic, we are called to follow those teachings. What do you say, Jerry? Well, there again, the only thing I say is that's like, oh, gosh, it's your pope, it's your leader,
6: okay? And you're going against what you're trying to teach all of us people, you know? That's the only thing I say. I have a hard time with that. I,
1: I, I, to, I understand what you're saying, but but here's something I just wanted wanted to say. He also okay. has he also has a different come from his his Jesuit training, his Franciscan training he come he okay. leads very much from the heart. He, pope Francis has always been like that I, I went to go see okay. him in Italy yeah I went to go see him in Italy when he first was installed as Pope in 2013 and you can tell right away he's very much like that he leads with his heart okay. and so what I would say is um, it, for him, okay. He probably feels that he's going to let God judge, which is true, true. right? And so uh-huh. he's just going to kind of uh, give people an opportunity through uh, through a sense of love and 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 understanding sure. to let people change and evolve and get holy on their own, which we all should have that. So I understand his come from, but I also understand the frustration of of of. Because I went to Catholic school, Jeree, and I will tell you that I just want it black and white. Just tell me what to follow and I'm good. And so I understand where your come from is. But all I'm saying is, is I don't think I would be concerned if I would be concerned if he, if, if he or anyone else high up in the church made statements like, I know for sure that this person's going to heaven. That would bother me because we don't know that. So as long as he, he things like that are never said, I mean, and we leave it up to God to judge who, who is in heaven and who is not, um, I think we're, we're pretty safe. What do you what do you what do you think? Do you think I'm way well, off? I feel a lot what effect. do you think?
6: No, I don't think you're way off. I don't think you're way off. And to me, you know, everybody has can choose what they want to choose. That just me because that's our top guy besides God and Jesus. Right. But I understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got to be honest with you, though. It doesn't bother me as much anymore, because for me, I just focus completely on what the church teaches. And when I do that, I'm in I'm in tremendous peace and joy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think, Jer?
0: Yeah, no, it's a great—Jerri, you're bringing something up very, very important, and I think uh, I, I appreciate everything that Debbie said. And the thing is, we, we have to realize every one of us is a human being with— concupiscence and, and and flaws and tendencies towards, you know, so we're all broken, wounded human beings, and I, I even think about our, our first uh, first Pope, uh, you know, Peter. Uh, Paul writes about it in Galatians chapter two. Remember when Peter was uh, eating with the Gentiles, and then he withdrew and ate only with the Jewish people, and Paul rebuked him over that. It wasn't necessarily over a doctrinal issue, but it just goes to show that e- even our first Pope, Peter, you know, had made an error in judgment there, an error in his actions, and, and Paul kind of called, him on that. So, um you know, we need to pray for our leaders all the time. And that has to Absolutely. start with the Pope and our bishops and our priests and our lay leaders, because, uh, you know, the, the truth is the truth. I'm with you, Debbie. Black and white is the way I like things. And mm-hmm. sometimes we don't get served uh, things in black and white. And so we have to really be in prayer for all those uh, who are leading us, especially, you know, in the hierarchy of the church.
1: Well, and, and you you said something so uh, uh, important there. And juria, here's something we should all be pray- praying for, I believe, um, if I humbly can say this. Uh, we need to pray for solid catechesis. Uh, we need clear um, formation in the faith, and that will help all of us. What do, What do you say to that? That's fine.
6: that's fine, and I totally understand it helped me out a lot, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, not make it, it sounds like I'm making a judgment call, I'm just, I'm not, teach their own, to, you have your own crosses to bear, okay, that's right. what I feel, but um, anyways, well, I don't know what else to say, actually, yeah. but I feel about that, now you gotta remember, yeah. I was Lutheran until I got married, like 56 years ago, so right. I don't know everything through the Catholic Church, I really don't, but. Anyways, I just that helped me out a lot. It really did. Good,
1: good, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, absolutely. No, no, I I think I'm so happy that that she felt comfortable to bring this up because this is what a take two is all about. We discuss things, we and we walk away better, you know, with a better understanding.
0: We do, we do, and we're talking about your topics today, anything going on in your life, something you want to bring up, a past show, a future topic suggestion, anything that's going on, what's happening with you, 833-288-3986. Hang on, if you're on the line, we're going to try to get to all of you, and we will in the meantime go to the Midwest, and Sheila is listening on the EWTN app. Hi, Sheila.
1: Hi, Sheila. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Good, how are Doing you? Well. I'm, I'm okay. I'm
3: good. Thank you. Good. Um, so, yeah, so I'm I'm troubled, sad, and um, wondering which way to go. But um, in the last... I became a Catholic in 2018, and I've been a teacher for over 20 years. I had my own academy, and I've taught first grade and kindergarten and music and um, all of those subjects and license and everything. And... After I became a Catholic, I really wanted to um, to be able to share my faith with students, and you know, being paid to share my faith, being paid to go to mass—that was amazing. <laughs> um, it was a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last three years, though, I've been um, went through three different schools where um, if there's this. Uh, dishonesty from the administration, um, about, you know, the kids need to be like the first graders need to be in this one book because we need to show that our first graders are on this book. And those first graders didn't even know their letter sound. And I was told that they all tested ready for first grade at the end of kindergarten. So they should be ready. Then I got, I found the test scores and it showed that they were ready for preschool concepts at the end of kindergarten. And when I brought that to my principal, um, I was in trouble. They, he got very angry at me. Um, didn't even address it. Um, said that's the book they need to be on. Um, it turned out the, the superintendent's son was in that class, and um, uh, there. Any time I brought something that was not a match or something um, where you know teachers are cohabitating, um, and that's confusing to me, because I signed um, a code of conduct saying that we're supposed to live according to the Catholic faith, and it, it was well known that these teachers are living with their boyfriends and girlfriends, um, and we have new teachers coming in, and the schools that I worked at were very low-income, low, um, low income, mostly scholarship kids, and so the teachers that we would get were really young and new, mm-hmm. and coming in and seeing that this is what Catholic education is, or that mm-hmm. you have to be afraid to um, to speak up about something that's not true, mm-hmm. um, and you have to pretend that um, we're at a level that we're not. Um, so after mm-hmm. going through those three schools, I'm now I'm not in Catholic education, and I'm the director of a school with 150 kids, and I get to set this very open and, and honest and transparent and mm-hmm. welcoming of mm-hmm. input culture mm-hmm. but i'm wondering i feel like god is saying i did that for i i brought you to those pieces for a reason yeah and i too yeah and i you know like i want to just kind of go okay that's just that mm-hmm. but i feel like god saying no you really just at, like at least maybe i just go to your you and say here's what I've seen, here's what's happening. It's it's at, at least these three schools. I don't right. think it's across the district. Yeah. It's but at least at these three
1: schools. Sure. Sheila, Sheila And then
3: do it what you want.
1: Right, right. Sheila, hold on one second. Are you still in the Catholic school system or are you in charter or public school where are you out of that now?
3: I am. I'm at oh. a private um
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm at a,
3: a um, child development
1: okay. center. And you're still a practicing Catholic, correct? Absolutely. Good. Okay. All right. You know what? You're welcome to the club. Okay. Uh, I have to just tell you this. And any of us who wanted uh, to and, and want to live out our authentic Catholic faith. We are faced with uh, Catholic challenges where we go into a system or an organization or a school or a parish or anything else, an apostolate, and it has the Catholic banner, but it's not living up to the Catholic uh, teachings and morals and ethics and everything else. Um, that's the, the, welcome to the world we live in. So you have a couple options. You can stay in that Catholic system and try to see if you can you can help um it, um, you can help, you know, get it back to a, to a healthy, wholesome, holy environment. You can step away like you did to, to, for sanity sake. And I understand that very much, but, and you can take those same things and make your, um, your, the, the school system that you're working in much better, but you can also, um, you know, present your observations uh, to the leadership of these, of these dioceses and just let them know that this is not Catholic teaching. This is not the way things are supposed to be done. I think you also said there were some things going on with uh, testing and school si- uh, situations that, w- that were not, um, you know, up, up to par of what they should be. Okay, you can do that. But don't feel bad and don't feel guilty. Pray for these people. This is, this is what's happening. This is a real problem. So you're, it's it's going on across the entire world, Sheila, um, because what happens is is they love the they love the banner of being Catholic but they don't love the teachings. It's kind of similar to what we spoke to with the previous caller when I was talking about the non-negotiables. You know, the, the church is very clear in euthanasia, embryonic stem cell research, human cloning, same-sex, quote-unquote, marriage, and, um, and, and, and abortion. Very cre- clear. But yet people like to interpret it any which way they want because they, they think they can because they're in leadership. So you have a lot of options here. Prayer making it known that you observe this and you experience this and then going on and making things different and living out an authentic Catholic life. You know, that's what Jerry and I do. That's what we all try to do here at EWTN. And it's, it's really something that we have to work hard at because we're faced with all these things around us that are kind of, um, really messing with our, with our heads and our hearts when it comes to our Catholic faith. So I I don't know if that helps, but I just wanted to say, you're not alone.
3: But, uh, that that helps so much. I, I was actually fired and blacklisted, yeah, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even, surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It do, it doesn't it's, surprise it's, me.
1: I've seen it. I I it happened yeah. to a good friend of mine. But go ahead.
3: That, I mean, I am sad to hear that it happened to a good friend of yours, but it, it's it's um, comforting to me that I'm not. You know that it's, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, it's it's
1: it's not well, new. Okay, but Sheila, remember this persecution suffering all these things are going to come when we when we want to live out 100 percent an authentic catholic uh, life it's going to happen so again welcome to the club and welcome to being close to jesus because now you're super close to jesus so you yeah. Cling, yeah you cling to jesus and you run with it and you run it and you live it out with love joy and peace and I would make yeah. your I would make I would write it all down and, and give your assessment and move on and and, and keep um, going ahead because this world is very difficult and people are getting persecuted right and left. I see it. We see it. Jerry and I see it every day. Mm-hmm. So we wanna bring you some peace and comfort and just know you're not alone. You're part of a good club.
0: Thank you so much. You guys are so great. Oh bless your heart. Thank you, Sheila, very much. You, you know, you're obviously this is on your heart, it's on your mind, a little bit on your conscience. If you need to relieve that, um, then take some action. I, I think you were saying, Debbie, maybe write some stuff down and just submit it. And then after that, you just move on and maybe something will be done. Maybe nothing will be done, but Sheila will have done what will she, she will see as her, maybe her moral obligation in her conscience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If anything fraudulent is being done at the school system, then sure. You have every right to, as, as an, as an administrator or teacher or something to make, to, to give your assessment. Absolutely. Um, The other thing too, I just want to say real quickly, you know, just sometimes people will write to us and they'll say, well, what do you guys do? How do you keep your sanity? How do you, how do you keep a balanced life? Well, first of all, that's why we're with EWTN. Just letting you know, we love EWTN. They are so, they are so sound, so amazing. They have us covered with resources and, and, and catechetical um, uh, formation that can benefit us. So that's number one. So we keep EWTN on pretty much. I think, I think I could speak for Jerry. We have it on all the time. Okay. But also, too, stay very, very close to the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Stay close to the Eucharist that's what matters. So many of our priest friends tell us that all the time. It's all about the Eucharist. So stay close and go to adoration, go to Mass on a regular basis. If you can't go to Mass and be there physically, EWTN again has us covered on radio and television to watch or listen to the Mass. It's so important just to stay connected to God right?
0: Yeah, I, I, if, absolutely. And I was just going to say for those of you who can't make it to mass physically, as Debbie said, EWTN has it. It's every morning at 8 Eastern time right here on many of these same EWTN stations and every two hours on EWTN Radio Essentials. So let us get ourselves to mass as best we can, obviously on weekends, but also during the week if we can. But if not, a great way to get that spiritual boost is from EWTN. Amen. Okay, our unscripted continues. Yeah, with
1: Jeannie. Jeannie in
0: Canyon, Texas. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say, I love Canyon, Texas. St. Valentine Radio. Hi, Jeannie. Hi.
0: Welcome.
4: Thank you. Um, I'm calling today for special prayers for my mom and special prayers for my family. Uh, We're a very dysfunctional family. And several years ago, I made up my mind that I was going to love my mom even though she uh, behaved towards me the way that she did. She became quite ill last spring, um, over a year ago, and she struggled with her health problems, and I was trying to go and help her, and I have uh, a bad, I have physical problems that limit me with my spine and stuff, and I've not been able to help her the way that I wanted to, and um, in the last uh month or so she has fallen several times and uh, I went down to see her and um after a, a week after I left well she's now in a rehab hospital and um uh she's not doing well uh, her uh potassium and sodium is messed up and um I called this morning and and the the uh, nurse didn't even know who her heart doctor was And um, she just needs prayers, and I've been praying for the Lord to heal her sight because her sight started going in 2019. And I'm praying for the Lord to restore more of her sight before she passes away so she will be at peace.
0: Jeannie uh, you if you listen to the show you know that we keep a prayer book and Debbie has that out right in front of her right now and, uh, if you're if you're comfortable giving us your mother's first name we would uh, happily put her in the prayer book you're obviously emotional about this and it's it's been a burden on you uh, as well you're doing the best you can please know that please understand that and, and just really really lean into God at this time especially with your mom but would you be willing to give her give us her first name so we can pray for her by name and that would be that would include the whole table two family around the world
4: okay her name is rose
0: Rose, beautiful name yeah. yeah we'll be praying for your mom Jeannie. um you know um your heart is going to move god's heart that's mm-hmm. just really what the thought that just came to my mind right yep. there um it, it may not be you know exactly everything that we want all the time but god knows what is best and it is really going to be the best genie for you and for your mom so, um, you know, just be assured of those prayers. that You were surrounded by them from people around the world, and try and take some strength and solace in that. Okay, Jeannie?
4: I do, and and I, I know God's will will be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. trust
1: in that, Jeannie. Trust yeah. in that, okay? And feel sure. the prayers, and then keep us posted. Will you do that? Uh, thank you. In my prayers this morning, before
4: I ever heard y'all, because uh, I listen every, almost every day, Mm -hmm. was that the Lord would embrace her with His love and care, and His Mm -hmm. will be done.
1: His will be done. Wow.
4: And
0: both of those you can be assured of, Mm -hmm. Jeannie. That's the the God that we worship, our God and Father in Heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Okay, Okay. Karen is in Louisiana, and we only got a couple minutes, but I want to address her comment today. Karen, uh, real quickly, welcome to Unscripted.
5: Oh my gosh. Jerry and Debbie, I am so elated to talk to you guys. I just wanted to make a quick comment about the um, the lady who bought the Ouija board yesterday. God bless her heart. She was doing a great thing. But here's the thing. The more you buy them, it's like Adam Bly said, the more you buy them, they're going to go produce them. They're going to yeah. pull them from the back, order more. So I wouldn't give one penny to their profit margin. I pray to the Holy Spirit to... Uh, Right. Deter the interest of this so that they stop producing them because if money is their guy, if it's not making any money anymore, they will abandon it. I promise. Yes.
1: That's exactly right, and Karen, if you noticed um, and you heard it, uh, we we dress that the they, we wanted to be very respectful for the wonderful lady that felt the need to buy them and get them off the shelves so that children wouldn't be exposed to them. Them these are these are these Halloween stores, Jerry, that have Ouija boards in them uh, for costumes, and so kids are picking up their their innocent costumes and then seeing these these demonic Ouija boards next to them, and so this lady picked them all up and, and then destroyed them. But then Adam Bly was saying they they're just going to go in the back and get more of them and then there's going to be a demand for them so they may even order more of them you're spot on and that's why we said please go instead go to the shop owner and say we're never coming in here again you're never going to get our money again you get those Ouija boards off of the shelves we're never going to come back again you're right money talks and there and I agree with you Karen thank you for mentioning that we have to we have to be very wise when it it comes to how we are dealing with this and we've got to think 10 steps ahead so i appreciate karen's comment um but you know but i, I know people's intentions they want the things gone because it's so damaging to the young minds
0: mm-hmm. yeah great intention absolutely but maybe not uh, to the, the the best thing to do but i agree with uh, what you just said you know talk to the store manager you know let people know you know, we're just not going to do business here, and maybe uh, you know, take some of your friends with you. You know, strengthen yeah. numbers. You know, strengthen
1: so. numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's a tough, it's a tough world we live in. You know, and to navigate it and to keep it. You know, I was I was uh, channel surfing uh, again last night, um, uh, g- going past the you know, the World Series. Um, the Diamondbacks lost last night to to, oh, sorry, to Texas. Daddy. Yes, and so it's it's going to be it's a tight World Series. It's going to be very um, interesting. So. But I was channel surfing, and there were nine ghost hunting and paranormal (laughs) shows. Is that right? Yep, all in one night.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Very
1: dangerous. It's amazing,
0: yeah. Well, your your show, The Spirit World, what is it, 11 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday mornings, with you and Adam Bly
1: yep and we're going to be addressing this saturday all saints and all souls so that should be a really really great show and we're live so we we'll, we will expect the calls to come in jerry great unscripted yeah. to finish october
0: it was great job take two family we'll expect you to come in strong again tomorrow because we're going to talk about the saints all saints day when the saints go marching in what saint do you most connect with all right that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow fittingly enough, on All Saints Day. Until then, we want to thank, of course, our show team, our producer, Ace McKay, Matt Gabinski on the phones, Jeff Burson on social media. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the program. Hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day. And St. Joseph, please pray for us.